Welcome to another edition of Viatorian Voices Conversations on the Way. This is pre-associate Dan Masterton from Vocation Ministry, and I'll be your host for this special episode in our series on Catholic social teaching, a lively and enlightened faith. This episode will unpack the CST theme, the call to family, community, and participation. Catholic Relief Service's CST 101 explains it like this. The person is not only sacred, but also social. How we organize our society in economics and politics, in law and policy, directly affects human dignity and the capacity of individuals to grow in community. Marriage and family are the central social institutions that must be supported and strengthened, not undermined. We believe people have a right and a duty to participate in society, seeking together the common good and well-being of all, especially the poor and vulnerable. To put it simply, Christ calls us to uphold the domestic church, the family, as the basis for fostering belonging and active involvement in society. To help us examine the call to family, community, and participation from a Viatorian perspective, we'll first hear from some Viatorian associates and even a Viatorian daughter on the way family life is boosted by being Viatorian. Then, two professed Viatorians offer insights on community engagement, including walking with people society tries to account of little importance. Finally, we'll survey some ways Viatorians take action to be active participants in our communities. At the end of each segment, I'll offer some questions. I invite you to pause the recording to reflect and discuss. Let's go. Part 1. Viatorian associates Rosie and Paul Hartz and Deborah and Romeo Perez all belong to St. Vider Catholic Community in Las Vegas. Both couples have two kids and believe their Catholic faith and Viatorian identity are a boost to their family life and shared faith. First, we hear from Rosie and her teenage daughter, Abby, about life at the Hearts House. We love being associates just because we're closely connected to all the people in the community, but our children have thrived from, from being around other Viatorians. Well, I was raised at church. I was raised going to the youth groups and hanging out with the older kids. I feel like the Viatorians definitely embrace the idea that the youth is the future of the church. I just got confirmed this past year, and now I'm helping lead first-year confirmation, and I'm really involved at school. We have a campus ministry program, so like doing different service hours. This year, we're going to National Catholic Youth Conference, so we do that, but we kind of have like a group of kids, and like everybody just kind of consistently shows up. It usually like looks like just coming in on Sunday and just being there and everybody being together, and we have like different discussions over like helping plan confirmation, and we're doing all these different things. But it's more about, like, being together in community. Where our conversations, like we would have in church, we would say, good, bad, God. Tell me something good. Tell me something bad. Tell me where you saw God today. We were able to bring that home to the dinner table. And that's part of who we are when we come to God's table on Sundays at liturgy around the same table. It's just been a common thread of, of who we are um, as a family and as Viatorians that our faith is important enough that we're going to always talk about it at the dinner table. One of the easiest ways, if you want to find God and you want a relationship, sign up for some area to serve. Work in a pantry, work at a pop-up pantry, do something where you see the face of God in others. And I think that always opens up the conversation that you really want to have through prayer. But it makes your heart soften and it makes your heart thrive to help others. And I always think service is the easiest way to open up a relationship with God. And when you're serving with others, that opens up more doors for youth ministry. Next, we hear from Paul and Romeo about some aspects of their family's home lives. You want to be around people that make you the best version of yourself, and that starts at home. You know, I need, I need to be setting the example for my kids. 
I can't expect them to do something I'm not willing to show themselves, whether it's volunteering or giving to others, really setting the tone from there because I think if we're setting that example of being the best person ourselves to go out and shine a light, they're going to find people that are like-minded like that in their own lives and hopefully emulate what they see. And we, we talk a lot about grace in my house, especially now that the kids are getting older and my daughter's a senior in high school. She's getting ready to go off to college, and, and we, you know, we try to talk to the kids about giving people grace because you don't know where people are coming from. But that also requires us to give grace. So whenever they see us talk about people, hear about us talking about situations at work or our friendships, we've got to make sure that we are showing grace to our friends and to the people, you know, like in my line of work with clients. If we show grace, then we, we teach them grace. They'll learn to give a break. They'll learn to understand that other people are going through things that we may not understand or know, but we have to give grace in order to receive it. And that's, that's a lot of what we do at the house. Questions for Reflection Faith is both personal and communal. First, how do you think you came to discover your own spirituality? Were your parents a part of this? Who else helped you here? Second, how have you experienced faith and community? How did you come to belong to the school, faith community, or other groups you are a part of? Were your parents the main factor? Who else connected you to important groups? Faith at home and with family is integral to our spirituality. How do you practice faith at home? Is there anything your family struggles to practice? Are there things you'd like to see your family do together? Also, to hear these full interviews by our host Jim Mitchell, listen to episode 13 for Rosie and Abby Hartz, and episode 34 for Paul Hartz and Romeo Perez in the podcast feed. Part 2. Many Viatorians have been involved in community organizing, not least among them Father Tom Long and Brother Michael Gosh. Father Tom has worked with development, grant writing, nonprofit leadership, policy advocacy, and more. And Brother Michael has served in social work settings and helped get new nonprofit organizations up and running strong. First, Father Tom shares a bit about how visiting with people in immigration detention helped him identify great needs and reach across communities to reconnect people to one another. Well, I started out a number of years ago at a vigil at Broadview Detention Center. That was the center where that the deportations would take place. We'd meet there at 7.15. There'd be a prayer service and also a company for those who have been deported and also the families. I branched out from there to going to two prisons, McHenry and Kankakee. There uh, we'd visit with the undocumented. I'm conversing in Spanish. And I would uh, talk with people to hear the stories, like for instance, doing a, a policy of separating uh, children from their uh, parents. I talked to a father who was uh, separated from his teenage son who was a minor. And you can closely imagine what he was going through. And he did have what they call an A number, the son's A number. So I was able to find out as far as how he could, uh, could, could locate his son. And I sent him a letter in my broken Spanish uh, to him. So at least you were able to make some little impact that way. Also, it was amazing how many times uh, the families had no idea where their loved ones was. They would, we could call the family members, and I've called Peru, Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, all, all those places. And you know, just to, uh, where the families had, had some idea where, where their loved ones were, because many times they had no idea at all. Also, for many of them, when they get, if they get released, they had no place to go. So we started a, we call it Marie Joseph House, House of Hospitality. 
and it was for those that would otherwise be homeless. It was in a former convent in Cicero. And I was able to utilize my background in grant writing to secure funding for the house. Next, Brother Michael talks a bit about the roots and outgrowth of Vider House. He also adds his gratitude for the communitarian nature of religious life and the way all members support one another spiritually, emotionally, financially, and more. Vider House became its, uh, an independent 501c3 separate organization from the Viatorians, although the Viatorians endorse and still fund Vider House to some extent, and they also fund Corey and my salary. So we now have over 70 volunteers um, who come from various faith traditions to walk with us as we accompany these young men. We opened up in January 17th of 2017, and we have welcomed 79 men to the house. Currently, we have uh, 25. But we could not do it without our benefactors, without generous Viatorians who have, you know, given time, talent, and treasure, um, as well as several lay collaborators. Just so that uh, I'm grateful to the Viatorians, I'm grateful to all those men who came before me, who remitted funds to the province to keep it going and the investments that we have. Because if it weren't for the men who came before me, we wouldn't have Viator House. We wouldn't have Cristo Rey St. Martin. We wouldn't have Cristo Rey St. Vider. So I'm extremely grateful uh, to the men who came before me. Um, and I'm extremely grateful to the community that allows us to do what we're doing. We're small, um, but uh, we're flexible. And we're, I think, at a point where we're letting go a lot of those structures that I think might have held us back before. And, and I think we're going into the future wide open, knowing that there's still much to be done and open to the ways that we could live out the building of the kingdom of God. Questions for reflection. What changes when an important cause is supported not just by one person, but by a large group of people? What strengths are gained? As part of religious life, professed Viatorians keep only a modest balance in their personal accounts and return most of their income, if they make any, to the province. This funds retirement living, supports staff salaries and benefits, social justice grants, and much, much more. Why is this important for the spirituality of religious communities? What does this do for their collaborators and the communities they serve? Also, to hear this full roundtable discussion, listen to episode 12 in the podcast feed. Part 3. In addition to individual contributions, there are countless examples of the Viatorian community working to affirm families, engage people in their communities, and build a culture of participation in the church and in public life. Here are just a few examples. Thinking again of people who are in immigration detention, Viatorians have participated in and led demonstrations against unjust detention of these people. In 2018, an organization called Connect Kankakee planned a rally held on the steps of the courthouse in Kankakee, Illinois. At the time, county officials there were seeking additional government funding to add beds to detention facilities and expand deportation operations out of the nearby airport. Organizers wanted to raise awareness of this funding request to members of the local community and encourage residents to register their opposition. Organizers argued that local authorities should not be seeking to expand such practices and decried the aggressive tactics being employed by Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Several Viatorian associates and professed men took part in the demonstration and sought to amplify this message in the community. On a similar note, in 2019, 
Viatorians took part in a demonstration at the nearby detention center in Kankakee. This protest was one of 50 around the country, timed around the Jewish Day of Mourning, when leaders read from the Book of Lamentations and lament the destruction of the Jewish temples. In a speech to the crowd, Brother Michael Gosh pointed out that this detention center is home to several hundred immigrant men who are detained because of their immigration status and who will go directly from their cells to their deportations. Viatorians joined with the protesters in calling on the county board chairman to end the county's collaboration with Immigration and Customs Enforcement immediately. The vigil was co-sponsored by Jewish and immigrant justice organizations, including the Interfaith Committee for Detained Immigrants, of which the Viatorians are members. In 2020, the COVID pandemic impacted social life, including the U.S. election cycle. The primary season and the general election were both impacted, and various strategies relating to health and safety and economic activity created a very politically charged environment. Viatorians wanted to help people remain focused on action through voter mobilization. Viatorians in the Arlington Heights, Chicago region joined with neighbors in front of First United Methodist Church of Arlington Heights for vigils. The purpose was to encourage passing drivers to vote in the upcoming election and to stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. The vigils were held every Friday in the October leading up to the election. These vote vigils were nonpartisan, and no one could participate with a sign for a specific candidate. One organizer cited the emphasis as being anti-racist, standing for justice, and loving boldly. The signs held by Viatorians included dates for early voting at the Village Hall, and the word vote with the earth drawn in as the O in the word. One other long-reaching project has sought to bring together members of several faith traditions with the aim of building peace through dialogue and encounter. Father Corey Brost established the Children of Abraham Coalition following the tragedies of 9-11, seeking to bring together young people from Christian, Jewish, and Muslim communities and help them build relationships that would strengthen peace and justice. Their work ranges from an annual potluck dinner that invites a diversity of food to accompany dialogue around the dinner tables, to summer peace camps where young people can learn peace-building strategies in an interfaith setting. Father Corey knows we cannot stop people from being hateful, but he sees in these young people a way to do our part in building greater peace. Questions for Reflection Demonstrations and awareness campaigns help raise the profile of issues across society. What do you believe are the most effective, peaceful methods for doing this today? Often, social divisions or separations come from a fear of the unknown. Is there a group of people you might fear for lack of knowledge? Who do you wish you knew better? Who would you want to encounter more and learn more about? Different religions and different Christian traditions hold slightly different beliefs about certain things, yet we all have a lot in common. What do you think could unite people of all traditions? What actions could we easily collaborate on and do together? Also, the information for this segment comes from articles written by Director of Communications Eileen Dede. To keep up with our news, visit Viatorians.com or follow Viatorian USA on social media. That's all for this episode. Remember, in the call to family, community, and participation, Christ calls us to uphold the domestic church as the basis for fostering belonging and active involvement in society. How will you respond? For more information or to seek accompaniment in vocational discernment, visit Viatorians.com, follow Viatorian USA on social media, or email vocations at Viatorians.com. On behalf of the Viatorian community, I'm pre-associate Dan Masterton. Venerable Louis Curbs, inspire us. St. Vider, pray for us.
Adored and loved be Jesus. Jesus.